welcome to The Itinerary, the official travel podcast presented by Premier Custom Travel. Here are your hosts, Chris Grum and Scott McAllister. You know, Scott, it feels like in the last few months with The Itinerary podcast, we have done more than our fair share of breaking news stories about carnival itineraries. True. Because they keep giving us more and more ships, which I am not complaining about. And today we're going to kind of discuss all of that in one nutshell. Help him in a nutshell. Sorry, I had to do it. Um, but Lori Mason is back with us. Hi, Lori. Hey, Good thanks for having here. me. Oh, yeah. We always love talking with you. And uh, we're back at Panera Bread. No shock to anybody as we're, uh, we're always around food. But today we wanted to talk about, uh, we did a brand overview of Carnival uh, a few episodes back. And you can catch that on our website. But today we wanted to talk about all the different itineraries with Carnival. Because we kind of touched on it a bit. But at any one time in Texas, you have three Carnival ships in Galveston. Not, I mean, not all at the same time, but rotating. You know, one's coming in one day and another's coming in another day. But we have three ships that we keep full time here in Texas. And at some points, we're going to have another one. And how exciting is that? Oh, my gosh. It's always getting bigger and better. And, uh, yes, three ships year-round from Galveston. Short cruises. Long cruises. Long cruises. And in the middle. And more news to come. Oh, really? <laughs> is there something else? That, well, well, I love when she teases us like that. So let's start. You said short cruises first. Let's start there because this is a great way, if you've never been on a cruise, to get introduced to the world of cruising, and you'll get hooked, I promise you. But that is the Carnival Breeze, which for my money is one of my favorite ships in the Carnival fleet. Absolutely love the Breeze. But she is the one that does the shorter cruises. So let's talk about those two itineraries. Yeah, she's actually one of my favorite, too. Um, so we have four-day and five-day cruises out of Galveston. The four-day being the long weekend with a full day in Cozumel. And then the five-day, also Cozumel, but then there's a choice. Uh, some sailings doing the second port as Progresso, and then other sailings doing the second port um, as Costa Maya. So you're basically doing one or two stops in Mexico, depending on the length of the cruise. And we get this a lot because I think sometimes people that have never cruised before think the four and the five night are the same cruise and they just have an option. It's not. It goes five night, five night, four night. Because I've had people ask that question. Well, can I just stay on the extra day on the four night and do the five night? No, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> right. But uh, you do five night, five night, four night. And as you mentioned, uh, it's the long weekend, Thursday to Monday, if you do the four night. And then the five nights are either Monday to Saturday or Saturday to Thursday. So, again, you can kind of go over a weekend there and not have to take the full week off if you don't want to. Right. And the, the, sometimes you'll find that the uh, four-day cruises are about the same price as the five-day because some people can only travel on the weekends. Right, right. So for anyone out there who's a little flexible but still wants a short cruise, a five-day is your better bang for your buck a lot of times. And you're not losing anything. One of the things that I love is I, will, I would challenge you to show me a ship. I mean, there might be one or two, but this is in the probably top three. The breeze as far as the shorter cruises anywhere in the country that are on a newest ship like that and with as many bells and whistles as the breeze has. Because I think a lot of times people go, oh, a short cruise, it's going to be a, an older ship. It's not going to have very many features. This one has, I mean, almost all your specialty restaurants that you have in the fleet, all the features, all that good stuff. You know, and you, it, that's an important point because uh, years back that used to not be the case. You know, right. there used to be the smaller ships on the short cruises. But actually Galveston uh, was our, our first time when we said, you know what, we're going to put bigger ships on the shorter cruises there because um, higher demand and we want people to experience you know, more. So, um, yeah, we're thrilled to have Breeze. Well, we've watched it grow. I mean, it's amazing to mm -hmm. see how it's gone from, you know, the, the ecstasy, and, and we, that's as far back as we go, uh, but you go back to the first celebration that was here, and think about how many people, do you remember how many the original celebration held? 
48,000 tons, what, 1,800? 1,800 people. (laughs) We don't have a ship that even comes close to that many people in Galveston. Now, the breeze is, uh, if you want to know, it's about 3,700 passengers, 1,300 crew. Um, And, I mean, you see the picture of the side-by-side of the the older ships and the newer ships, and it really is just a grand difference. But the breeze is your four and five night and a great introduction to cruising, as we say, a lot of blue cards will be on board, the first-time cruisers, because <laughs> right. it's a great way to kind of test it out, because I know sometimes people go, you know, I don't know if I'm going to like it, I don't know if I'm going to get seasick, I'm worried about all these things, try a four-night cruise, you'll be hooked. Right, and that's it is sort of like an intro cruise, but you'll find a lot of our repeat, too. They'll just go on, catch a four- and five-day, you know, just because they can squeeze it in, and... Um, in their work days. And they can work from the ship, too, if they want. That's so. right. Well, we yeah. do, don't we, Scott? Yeah, we do. <laughs> Every time we leave, our phones and emails blow up with business. It never fails. So that's why Chris <laughs> kind of lives on a ship. As right. we're recording like, well, this just... right now, I'm missing phone calls and emails. It's <laughs> crazy, you know? But now let's move from the Breeze, which does the four and the five night cruises, to her sister, the Dream, which was the first ship in that class. And she is here doing uh, primarily six and eight night cruises. Every once in a while, she does a unique Carnival Journeys cruise of 14 nights, which we can talk about. Um, but let's talk a bit about those itineraries. Well, we brought Dream a few years ago. Um, we didn't used to have this six and eight day rotation, and we did it because we wanted to mix mix things up a bit, give people more choices. So on the sixth day, what's kind of cool is um, you're doing one day less than a typical seven day, but you can still get in the three ports. Right. Um, you just so lose the sea day, basically. Right. So you've got Cozumel, um, Costa Maya, Belize, or uh, Cozumel, Costa Maya, and then uh, Mahogany Bay, Roatan, Honduras. Um, so the six days depart every Sunday. Um, but she's got eight-day cruises, which I love because by adding one more day than the typical seven-day, you're now seeing four ports. Right. So you've got Key West, and you've got two stops in the Bahamas, uh, Freeport and Nassau, and then you've got Private Island, Half Moon Key. Um, and departing every Saturday. But can I can I say the new news? Yeah, you can, but I want to stop you before you get there because we get a lot of people that come to us and they say, I, I cruise a lot out of Galveston, and, and as much as I love Cozumel or Costa Maya, I, I get tired of going to Mexico after a while. Well, you just mentioned an itinerary that was completely free of Mexico because yes. you're going to the eastern side. You're going to the Bahamas, basically, and that is something that if you want to do something that does not go to the western side, to Belize and all that, nothing against those ports, this is a great option with that eight night. It's true, because I get that too when I do consumer shows and they're like, well, is there anything other than Western? Absolutely. The eight day on Dream. I'm and then, so glad you asked. Yeah. <laughs> my wife and I actually did that eight day Dream Thanksgiving last year. And it, that was my first experience with a uh, cruise line's private island. And I was just blown away. Sweet. Yeah. And, and now, so you mentioned the six and the eight nights. Well, there was a big announcement at the end of September, and that was... That Well, I guess in mid-September, you announced this brand new destination. Why don't you talk about that first, and then we'll share the news. Well, it's our first ever Carnival-dedicated private island called Celebration Key, and it's been in the works for a long time. It's on the southern side of um, the Bahamas, and uh, it will debut in July of 2025. So it's going to be an exciting place. It's going to have, of course, a mile-long beach, two lagoons. Wow, mile-long um, Yep, my That's long. incredible. Um, and just lots of um, um, activities, shopping, you know, f- uh, eateries, et cetera. Um, so we're very excited for it. We have to wait a little bit, but not till uh, July 2025. And, and I want to point out that we can't talk very much about it because 
as you do with new things, you announce it, and then as you get closer, you reveal the details. Right. And this is an announcement that is only a couple of months old now. And so it is not something that we know a lot about other than it's going to have the shopping and the dining and the beach and all that great stuff. But think about that. I mean, a lot of people want to go to the beaches when they visit the ports, and now you've got one right there. Right. Dedicated beach. And um, it's going to be... I. I I see the artist. I've seen the artist renderings, and uh, it looks really fun. We have two, and, and they're beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So I can't wait to see all the new nuances that'll be introduced. Well, yeah, we're looking forward to all the big announcements, and of course, that'll be another breaking news episode when it happens. And so a minute ago, we talked about the uh, the stops on the breeze, right? And we also have had a discussion a couple of times about, well, you know, I go out of Galveston, I can only go here, here, and here. Some of the more really exciting breaking news is a new option out of Galveston. For the ships to go to. Well, Celebration Key is one yeah. of the places we're going to visit. Yeah, out right. of Galveston. So that exactly, Scott. So that that's the news is that when we're talking about these eight day cruises on the Carnival um, Dream, um, she will then be going to Celebration Key instead of Half Moon Key. So the the new private island will be uh, will be part of her itinerary starting in July of 2025. Well, so. you actually have a few that go to both. You go to Celebration Key and Half Moon Key, right. which is nice. I mean, you get the double dip. So, I mean, you talk about uh, you get to go to Key West, Celebration Key, Half Moon Key, and uh, that's what a heck of an itinerary. And again, for those of you that are tired of the ports over the western side, we just got you something that on an eight night you can do. And, and by the way, the first sailing to Celebration Key I'm looking through my, my notes here, is in July of 2025, which is right after it opens. So Galveston, I mean, you've got, how many ships are in the fleet now? 20, Car- 20 some odd, right? 24. Yeah. yeah. And so we're the one of the first ships to get to go there. That's so exciting. Yeah. Galveston, you know, Galveston's the first for a lot of things. Uh-huh. And uh, that's because... Uh, we're great here, you know. Texans well, are important. It's we all are about important. us. <laughs> and I don't think people realize that we are the largest cruise port outside of Florida. Yeah. And that's exciting to think about. Yeah, we used to be like number four, then we went to number three. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy. just grown. Yeah. For so sure. all right. So we've talked about the two sisters, Dream and Breeze, and they're gonna be have some new exciting itineraries. Now let's talk about, we're just going to go in alphabetical order. Let's talk about the new girl in town. Uh, She will arrive December 23rd, and I can't wait because she is going to be uh, here for Christmas, and I'm going to be on the maiden voyage. I can't wait. You're so lucky. I know, and you know what we'll do? The day before she debuts, let's do a podcast all about her. Okay. Why don't we do you come back and do that? Yeah, yeah. All right, awesome. So the Jubilee, uh, she is a big girl, 5,000 passengers, a crew of 1,700, and the biggest ship in the Carnival fleet. And we are super excited to have her in Galveston. Let's talk about her single itinerary and why she only does one. Okay. Well, first of all, she just to give reference, she's the third in the series of the XL class ship. So Mardi Gras yeah. celebration and then, and then Jubilee. Jubilee. And uh, she is offering, uh, we are offering on Jubilee, the dedicated um, Western Caribbean itinerary of Cozumel, Costa Maya, and Mahogany Bay, Roatan, and Honduras. And... Um, yeah, you made a good point. Some people said, well, why aren't you going somewhere else? Right. Well, she's just too darn big. <laughs> she can't fit. Well, and not only that, but she can't tender. Because, I right. mean, trying to get 5,000 people off on, on little boats is going to be a bit of a challenge. You're not so, in port two days. No, exactly. Exactly <laughs> that. So that takes Grand Cayman out of the rotation. takes Belize out of the rotation. And so those are essentially the ports you have left over. Because you, you could probably go to Celebration Key, but it has to be a 10-night cruise. Yeah. And so can't this get there is, in time. That's yeah. why it's doing this. But I will tell you, the ship is in its of itself a destination. 
by itself. And if you want to tune in for our episode on December 22nd, the day before I set sail, that'll be a Friday episode. Lori has already agreed to come back and talk about it. We'll talk about all the features on the ship. But uh, the other thing I wanted to point out with Jubilee, her maiden voyage is December 23rd, as I mentioned. Uh, then she's got her next sailing, which is New Year's Eve. I, I think there's very, very limited space on those if there even is any space at all. I know we keep checking. And every once in a while, a room will pop up, and then it disappears. <laughs> um, but she is on sale all the way through April of 2026 right now. Yes. And I know that seems like a long way out. But, Lori, back me up, because people sometimes think this is a sales technique. Summer next year is challenging to find space. It is crazy busy. We have never been in this scenario before. We have broke all records, as long as we've kept records, (laughs) 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 Uh, for over, you know, 50-some-odd years at Carnival. Um, It's amazing, the demand for cruising. We're all so excited. Um, But really and truly, if you're listening to this and you're thinking you might want to do a cruise, but you're thinking of waiting, do not wait. Um, the earliest prices are, are given the early, early on and the longer you wait, the price will increase. The the demand is incredible and little stat here. We used to have an average of uh, three months out was the average person's lead time for making a booking. Now it's nine months out. And I want to point that out because again, I, I think a lot of people think we're just doing a sales technique or whatever, but that is, they think, oh, I can just book a cruise the day before and get a great value. It doesn't work that way anymore. And on top of that, I'll tell you that my Christmas cruise coming up on Jubilee, when I booked the room and I booked it the minute it opened, uh, the price has gone up. I don't even remember the number, but it is significant. Well, I know one day when you and I were looking at it together, and it had doubled. And it like, almost doubled the price. Doubled. Yeah. And, and then on top of that, forget about price for a second, which, is which of course, we always want to get you the best price. But if you're sailing with a big group of people and you want your rooms next door to each other or near each other, don't wait until... January to book spring break, because if we can get your rooms, you'll be lucky. Right. Forget about being near each other. Right. You have more choice of the selection of where you want to be, be next to your family and friends. So, so important. Um, again, if you're thinking about it, you know, just, just do it. Right. <laughs> do it because, yeah. uh, it, it, you know, availability is going to go and prices is going to go. And high. we talk about yeah. this all the time. One of the best value propositions of a cruise is you can place your deposit. Hold your room, secure your vacation, even if it's two years out. If bookings are open, you can do this, guys and gals. Your deposit and your final payment isn't typically till 90 days out. Right. That gives you a long time to to pay it off and the, the word we all hate, but budget for the right. for the vacation. And you're locking in that, that low rate. Well, Absolutely. Also, if you're doing a milestone, like if you know in 2026 you're going to have your 50th wedding anniversary or your kids are going to graduate college or whatever it may be. I mean, Lori just went through this with her daughter, who's now a teacher. Uh, but, you know, you, you've got to plan ahead on those things because the space will fill up. You won't be able to get the number of rooms you want. We're working on a wedding on Carnival in 2025, if I remember correctly. Correct, yeah. And, and you've got to think that way and think that far out, especially if you're doing a group. Right. Things are, are different now, and you really do. Plan ahead. So we're talking about those are the three ships that are here permanently. The Jubilee. Now, Vista is here for a couple of more sailings. She will leave when Jubilee gets here, and Jubilee takes over the seven-night cruises. Uh, but we'll have Dream uh, doing the six and eights, Breeze doing the four and fives. But we always want more ships because, as we've said before, people keep asking, I want different ports. I want more ports. I want to go places I haven't been out of Galveston or that I don't see week after week after week. And we said, well, that's going to take a miracle. And sure enough, (laughs) that's exactly what Carnival did. They gave us a miracle in the Carnival miracle. Now, what you're actually going to do here, we're going to kind of spoil the next one a bit. You're actually going to bring us seasonally 
two different ships over the course of the next couple of years, kind of doing very similar things. So let's start with the Miracle, which will arrive here, and I've got to go find the exact sailing, because this one, just by itself, is pretty cool. October uh, next year, 2024. Right, so October 1st of 2024, you can get on a ship, the Carnival Miracle, in San Francisco, and sail through the Panama Canal all the way through, I might add, because we do have sailings, uh, we didn't even mention on the Dream, there are a couple of uh, uh, 14 Panama nights Canal, that, right. that do a partial Panama Canal. And some Eastern Caribbean as well on the Dream. And Eastern yeah. Caribbean. But this is a chance, and it's a rare chance, to go one way into Galveston and get to see the entire Panama Canal. And I mean, look at that itinerary. Cabo San Lucas, uh, Punta Arenas, Costa Rica, then the Panama Canal, which if you've never done it, it should be on your list. Cartagena, Colombia, and then on into Galveston. And it's a 15-night cruise, so lots of sea days to enjoy that ship on the way to Galveston. And there'll be lots to enjoy, for sure. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, you know, uh, people asked, and we heard, and, and, and we're bringing the choices. And the Miracle will be dedicated to cruises. Um, most of her cruises are 9 to 15 days, including the... the um, when she debuts here and comes, and that's her Francisco. shortest nine nights is the shortest thing she's doing. Well, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna update you. No, because they actually threw in a few four days. Oh, did they? So okay. there's some oh, nuances nice. where the uh, we need to update our the duration. Here. Yeah, is just a few, but along the way are some short cruises where we had to make it fit in, in terms of the because gotcha. she's doing For nine day, ten and... day, eleven day, twelve day, and sometimes it just didn't jive with the. <laughs> With the schedule. Well, right. What a great but, opportunity, yeah. though, because we've talked about it before. You know, sometimes the ship can be the destination. I mean, let's be honest, right. out of Galveston, right. if you don't have nine or 14 days, we're visiting very similar ports. So this is an opportunity to see a new ship for Galveston on a four-night if you can't take nine or 15 days off. Or combine the four-day and then do the next yeah, nine or ten days. <laughs> That's on my bucket list is to do a back-to-back right. with somebody. There you go. <laughs> well, and one of the things that I love about these nine nights, and there's there's a nice variety. There's, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six different itineraries. Well, what I love about these is we're seeing the return of a couple of popular ports that we don't see anymore on the seven-night cruises because of the ship size with Vista and then with Jubilee. And that is we're going back to Jamaica and Grand Cayman on some of these. It's right. nice to see those return. Right. So you've got um, several of those on the Western. Um, and then when you go to the 11 and 12 day, you've got Eastern Caribbean and Southern Caribbean. Right. Um, some of the ports I like in Eastern, uh, Grand Turk and oh, the Cove and Turk. the DR and the Dub- Dominican Republic. So that those are great itineraries. Well, Bimini. I mean, you don't yes, see Bimini yes. out of Galveston very often. Right. That's Curacao, Aruba, yeah. Bonnet, the ABC Islands. Yeah, on the 12 day with the Southern. Um, so some really unique. So for those who have said, kind of been there, done that on the Western, yeah, yeah. Um, you've got plethora of choices now. <laughs> you got you got to cruise a few more days. Oh, darn. But um, you can <laughs> don't, certainly don't, uh, collect some more islands. Yeah, don't threaten us with a good time. I mean, you know, look at this itinerary. I'm looking at a 12 night, and this one is actually over Christmas for 24, and it's Grand Cayman and uh, Falmouth, Jamaica, which, okay, yes, we've been to both of those before. But then you add in the ABC Islands, Aruba, Bonaire, and Curacao, and you're on the ship at Christmas, which, by the way, any ship at Christmas is a fun experience. It really is special. Definitely. So that is amazing. So now... Not to be outdone. So that ship will stay until, um, is it March? Yeah, March of, of 2025. And then she'll head off somewhere. Uh, but we're not done. Because no. the legend shows up and kind of does the same thing again. Right. So the following, so it will be a few months. And then the o- October of 2025, Miracle Sister Ship, Carnival Legend, uh, will come back. And she will also 
offer the nine to 16 day cruises. And we're going to have another repositioning cruise from San Francisco uh, when we right. bring over Carnival Legend, as you had mentioned for Miracle. Um, so again, the nine, 10, uh, 11 and 12 and, and longer cruises with a couple of short ones sprinkled in. Um, and the legend will also include Celebration Key Love it. on several of her 10-day Eastern Caribbean itineraries. That is so awesome. So you have two different ships with opportunities to visit Carnival's brand new private destination on Grand Bahama, Celebration Key. And that'll start in July of 25 with the dream. And then when the legend gets here in October of 25, she'll start going there as well. And I think it's a handful of sailings with her. And then I believe I counted them up about a dozen with the dream, something like that. So you have plenty of opportunities to see Celebration Key. And I I do have to ask, I'm going to throw a curveball at you, Lori. We need to find out from the powers that be, why is Half Moon Key C-A-Y? Why is Princess Keys C-A-Y? But Celebration Key is K-E-Y. I am not sure. We need somebody to <laughs> find out the answer that. We got to find that out, right? Well, of course, they, people didn't know called C A Y K. They probably got tired of correcting people. Yeah, maybe well, let's we, just spell it the we way. We just it. want to keep it simple. Let's spell it how it's pronounced. I guess that's my answer, and I'm sticking with uh, that. Fair enough. So you've got a wide variety of options. I mean, we've got three ships permanently, and then at certain times we're going to have four ships here. Uh, what? Is there a possibility of five? Could we ever, <laughs> can we talk you out of another ship maybe? You never know, but I can tell you just looking at the way we started uh, 23 years ago yeah. with, with one ship and where we are now, I mean, you know, oh, yeah. Texas has really, really brought it. We love Texans and um, evidently Texans love Carnival. <laughs> <laughs> well, just in the 13 or so years that Chris and I have been in the business, it has grown leaps and bounds because we went from one ship, I believe seasonally, we would be first got into this. If not, it was just one ship year round. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, to look at us now, it's just incredible growth. I well, think, yeah, because I remember when the magic showed up and we oh, were that like, was huge. Yeah. ship. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, she was pretty new at that time yeah. too. Yeah. She was the first in that class. And now the first one that ever had the Red Frog Pub and we yes. walked in there and went, oh, we found home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we did a special, uh, our sailing on that was a special Eastern Caribbean. And that was my first long cruise. That's we, right, it we, was. We did the four night on the ecstasy. See, we went to Cozumel, I remember that. And my, my next one with Carnival was the seven, or it might have been an eight night on the Magic. And we were all excited because, one, it was a new ship for us, for uh-huh. sure. And it really wasn't that old in the fleet at the time. But it was, to us, new itineraries because we were going to the Eastern Caribbean with uh, uh, Florida and two stops in the Bahamas. And that was a great time. And that was our also our first uh, experience with the Cloud Nine Spa, which oh, immediately yeah. grabbed my heart. And speaking <laughs> of the Bahamas and Nassau, which we go to on some of the, the longer sailings, uh, if you've not been to Nassau recently, they just opened oh, a brand gorgeous. new cruise port there that is going to be a shopping, dining, and entertainment mecca. I mean, they put in an amphitheater there that's going to have live music. They've got shopping and dining. It is an entirely yeah. different experience there now. Plus, they added another berth so they can get two Excel class ships in at once. Which is nice. So it's it's a whole different ball game there if you haven't been in a while. And speaking of the two berths, I was just going to say on Celebration Key, we uh, we actually can hold two Excel class ships at the same time. That's nice to hear as well. Yeah. And and one other thing we should mention, since we're talking about schedules, and I know they're hard at work right now getting it ready for December, but your terminal is getting a makeover down in Galveston. Definitely. We're doing a big um, terminal expansion, 53 
million dollars. Wow. Did you <laughs> third-party out-of-state check? It, if of it course. Is county. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we've, we've basically gutted the traditional historic building, uh, Terminal uh, 25, and we've, we've, we're redesigning the whole thing um, in honor of Jubilee coming. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a double win, a new ship and a new terminal. Yeah, and we've talked about it. Carnival's dedication to Galveston and its cruise port and to Texas cruisers, but I think it's also equally important to mention Galveston's and the Port Authority oh, yeah. and the Wharf Association and, and his team, their, yeah. their dedication and everything to Carnival. Definitely. Uh, because they're having to do infrastructure changes. You know, the XL class ships, for those of y'all that don't know that, are uh, liquid natural gas, LNG. Well, where do you get that? <laughs> changes know? the game. So, so that's a game changer on the port side, on shore side and everything. Right. So both of y'all have worked very well together for a lot longer than people realize to make this happen. Yeah, and you know, Carnival was the proud to say we're the first ship uh First cruise line uh, year-round from Galveston, again, beginning in 2000. So we go a long way back, and um, very exciting. And the yeah. future's bright. Right. And if you missed all those itineraries and you weren't taking notes while you were driving, which I hope you weren't, uh, you can... Uh, the way I've seen some people drive. <laughs> You're right That's about another that. podcast. <laughs> that, well, that was just me getting here today for this podcast. But uh, you can find all of the Galveston itineraries in one place. They're on our website at premiercustomtravel.com slash... Galveston, and you can just click Galveston. on the Carnival logo, and it'll show you everything. And by the way, if you uh, you know want to get together with the group and figure out what date you want to go, we even have a downloadable PDF that you can print out and sit and chat with your friends. So, and I, you know, those of you that have listened to the podcast for a while and everything understand that I understand the value of of things. And with Carnival, they offer so much value in the cruises. One of the things I think is a huge value, and if you're a behind the scenes nerd like I am, they offer it's it's called a shore excursion and it's booked through the shore excursion desk. But don't let that fool you. It's on board and it's on the sea days and it's called the Behind the Fun Tour. So everyone says, oh gone are the days of being able to go to the bridge and meet the captain and the team and everything. Well that's 95% true. The 5% is those of you that listen to this podcast and know that you can book the Behind the Fun Shore excursion and you get to see that uh, and other, to me, you know, again, the behind the scenes nerd. You get to see how they do the laundry for 1,100,000 1, guests. Have you ever thought about members. how a ship with 4,000 people does towels and sheets and everything? I want the folding machine. I, me too. That thing's cool. <laughs> well, especially if you've ever dealt with a fitted sheet before. I mean, that you thing notice is, they use flat sheets for fitted sheets. <laughs> I they're noticed that they're as well. smarter than the average. Yes, bear. they are. But that's a great tip, Scott. And uh, you know, there's a million things that you could you could try out on Carnival. If you missed our episode a few weeks ago with Lori, uh, we did an overview of the entire brand and threw out some tips there as well. Uh, coming up again on December 22nd, uh, the day before she arrives in Galveston, we're going to have Lori back to talk about Jubilee, and I can't wait to sail her. Yay! Well. Bon voyage coming up for you soon. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us as always. We appreciate you. Thank you all so much. Thanks for listening to The Itinerary, the official travel podcast presented by Premier Custom Travel. You can view the schedule of upcoming podcasts or listen to previous episodes on demand by visiting our website at premiercustomtravel.com slash the itinerary. Join us next time for another edition of The Itinerary.